I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited you decided to join us today. Uh, before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. You aren't going to find anything else like it. They are our sponsors because I own three of them, and I truly believe in this machine. I truly believe in the people that work there and the product. Uh, Mention Coach Unplugged, and we'll give you $400 off. Just say, Coach Collins sent me. Coach Unplugged sent me, and they'll take really, 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 really good care of you. Trust me. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial. Um, You're going to want to check it out before prices increase. You know, it's just that things happen. (laughs) Coach Collins has only got so many hours in a day. Go over and check it out. It's got the roadmap. It's got everything that you need to become a better basketball coach in one stop. You know, if you're looking for clinic videos, if you're looking how to break a 1-3-1, if you're looking how to run a zone offense, if you're looking how to to pick an offense, if you're looking for anything, it's got it there for you as I hit my microphone. Oh, well. Um, it you know, And it also helps us pay the bills, helps us keep all these podcasts, um, the high school hoops and five-minute basketball coaching podcasts and funnel down and all these things free to you. Um, teachhoops.com is what pays the bills and keeps the lights on. So um, we'd love if you went over and checked that out and let's head off to the podcast. See, we do this as our <laughs> warm-up drill for shooting before a game, but we do four lines. Okay. Um, because I hate when people just stand there and just shoot and stuff. And this is like, so we'll put a corner, corner, wing, wing, right. We'll do four lines. And this is one of our shooting drills to start when we come out and do our warm up. And it's boom, 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 boom. You can get a lot of shots up fast. Yeah. And what um, we do here, the, the added things is, I like it because I say it works on everything. So when you shoot and you get your rebound and pass it here, the one thing we do is you have to close out. Oh, I like that, yeah. So the closeout shooting is a double entendre. It's closing out practice, but we're also working. So you pass it, you close out. Break down and close out. Sometimes if you're a lot taller than the guy, maybe that's shooting, <laughs> you, what we'll do, I'll tell him to just close out to the side. Right. Let him get the shot off. We're not trying to block our own guy's shot. 
Right. Not yeah. (laughs) We want to work on the acts of closing out. Right. So and then also communicating because the balls start bouncing around. So you got to communicate. If you're getting a pass from Paul, you got to say Paul, Paul, Paul. I'm open. So you're getting down, waiting for a pass. You know what I mean? You're down in a shooting position. The passer's got to throw a good pass. Great passes make great shots. Yes. You're closing out. You're going after the ball and hustling. You're working as a team because the team has a goal to get. Right. If we don't get the goal, a down and back, and we go. And you do that every day. Every day. And the total will increase throughout the year once they hit it. The next day it'll be 38. And then usually this year I think we got to 55 was our goal pretty much consistent. Consistently. Okay. Um, so if you could only do three things at practice, what would you do? I would dive after loose balls, rebound, and close out shooting. That's what I would do. Okay. Those are those those are the skills that you are you're you're yep. you you're not you have to do those. Yep. Um so how do you practice plan? Now that we've seen a couple of them, like how do you do this? Do you like obviously you're consistent in your first 45, but mm-hmm. how do you do this? Do you map out a week? Do you do it when you come home? Do you do it after practice? Do you do it in the morning? How do you practice? I usually plan? do it in the morning. Well, we practice every day. Again, if you look at the practice plans, we practice every day from 545. I can't get to my school, so it just works out easier. Okay. Uh, so I'll evaluate kind of – because I'm getting home at 8 o'clock and then, you know, have some dinner or whatever – I'll think about it and sleep on it. And then the next morning I'll figure it out. And in the preseason, we tried to lay out, you know, all the things we needed to add in. Like, you know, we need to start talking about, you know, man defense, help defense concepts. So by the third day, we should start putting that in. By the fifth day, we should start with our motion offense, you know, our our fifth set, which is our four round one motion. And, and, you know, by by the eighth day, we should have an out-of-bounds play in, you know, building up to that first game to make sure that again, we were starting completely from scratch this year. So it's, it's trying um, to, yeah, you're, you're building. All right. So let me ask a couple of questions that don't have to do with practice planning that I always love right. to ask. Um, is there one coaching moment we could dive into like a success, a failure, something that a listener would get something out, a golden nugget. I refer to them as golden nuggets, but, um, you know, is there one coaching moment you can dive into that our audience might learn from? Or It actually comes from the parent I was telling you about yeah. that went with, with that young man. <clears throat> and when I was applying for jobs, I had reached out to the father to write me. A, I, had rec- I wanted recommendations from kids that played for me, people that I worked with, and parents of kids that I coached. Right. And what he had said to me was really interesting because – his son's team was a good team. They weren't a great team. Two years before, I had a great team that, uh, that was really an up-and-down team. And his son's team was definitely a decidedly more slow-down team. We really didn't have a ball handler. So his son, who was our 6'4 center, actually handled the ball a lot. Okay. And I initiated the offense with him uh, just because he was really smart so he could get us into everything. And okay. one of the great things he, he wrote in this letter, I've got it somewhere, he said, you know, one of Coach de Blasio's greatest attributes is that he doesn't get stuck in his ways and he, he formulates his coaching around the team and talent that he has. And I think that's so important for high school coaches. I do. Because we're not getting – I'm just getting what I'm getting. I'm getting who shows up to the gym. Right. You yeah. know, and listen, there are a ton of things I wanted to do this year that we didn't do because we just couldn't do them. 
I love that. I was listening to a podcast, you know, when um, I think it was Apollo 11 where they had all the stuff in the capsule and they had to figure out how to use all that stuff to get them home. Right. The, the, uh, somebody just did that with ventilators. They literally went to Home Depot, figured mm-hmm. out everything they needed at Home Depot, took it home, and then figured out a way to make ventilators. How to make a ventilator? From the stuff you could get at Home Depot. Like, it's problem solving. It's, 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 I love mm-hmm. that. It's, um, so if you could describe your coaching philosophy, how would you describe your coaching philosophy? Overall, uh, I think, and if you listen to my podcast, we talk a lot about this, my friends much in this, but I am too, is what is, what is our mission? Is our mission to be an extension of the classroom and the education of the young men that we have? Or is our mission to win basketball games? Winning, we all want to win games. Right. I had a great friend of mine who was a college coach. Now he works with the LA Clippers community outreach program. He said to me, why are you coaching? Are you coaching to win games? Because if you are, you'll never be satisfied because nobody's ever won all the games. Right. John Wooden didn't win all his games. He didn't win all the games. Coach K almost got his ass fired after about three. Yeah. He says, so what's your, so my coaching philosophy is that I'm an extension of the educational mission of the school. Right. And that is to create well-rounded individuals who become uh, active citizens in the country that we live in right. and become good people. And that goes back to some of these things we talked about. Well, like, that's what I say, too. It's like I'm trying to – I want you, if you're going to be a parent, I want you to be a good father someday. I want yeah. you to be a good husband someday. I want you to be a good citizen someday. I want you to come up with the solution for COVID-19. That's what I want. I don't, the basketball games, you're going to remember literally every time I fill the surveys out with my players, they remember the times more than the, they remember like if you win a state championship, whatever they win that, they remember that stuff, but they remember the, you know, the hotel room or the bus trip, or those are the things that they laugh about, you know, 20 years Uh, later. The year I had the really good freshman team we lost in. Now, again, this is somewhat foreign. When I talk to people from other States, we have 64 high schools in our County. In your county? In our county. <laughs> That's a lot. 64 high school. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we have a freshman county tournament. And again, we, I was at a small group, group one, single A school, one of the small schools in the county. And we were undefeated and played in the county championship game. And we lost to one of the Catholic schools that, you know, recruits kids. And that was our only loss of the season. And it came right after the Giants had won the second Super Bowl against the Patriots, 2011, 2012. Okay. And I heard Eli Manning on the radio the day before the championship game. And he said, you know, they said, what, what are you going to take from the season? He said, I'm not going to remember the games. I'm going to remember the times in the hotel with the team and the pranks we played on each other in the locker room. And that's, and that's what I said to a reporter after the game. I said, that's what these kids are going to remember. Fine. We lost the championship game. That's, that's great. Terrific. It wasn't in the cards for us to win. That's fine. But they're going to remember everything else. Right. And, I, I, and in I, fact, <laughs> One of, the, one of the young men from that team, uh, two years ago, it'll be two years of September, died in a car accident oh. at 21 years old. And the, the day it happened, I, I went over to the house where a bunch of the kids were congregating and some of the parents. And we didn't talk about a single game. They talked about the crazy stuff I said to them in practice and yelling at them in the locker room. And, but we didn't talk about the physical games. you know. And this was only five, six years later. 
so here's what I do when I, when I speak at clinics and stuff and I talk about relationships and all that. I said, take 30 seconds right now in your head and picture the best coach you've ever had. Okay. So then I give them 30 seconds. And then I say to the person next to you, describe that coach, describe that great coach that you had. And I give them like 10 seconds to go do that. And then I said, I bet every one of you, when you did that, weren't describing X's and O's. You weren't describing how they ran their man offense. You were describing how they made you feel and the relationship you had with them. It wasn't like coach ran the best man offense, like, (laughs) because that's not what you remember. Like, you know, uh, you remember how they made you feel, what it was like, you know, all those kind of things. So that's what it's like. I think you're right. It's, it's, um, we're building, we're building citizens, basically. We're building good people, Mm -hmm. hopefully. Um, And that's what I think. And I think that goes back to this kid that with the soccer thing, 10 years from now, he's, I think he's going to look back at that as a positive, you know, when he grows up. He will. And the thing is here, every kid I've cut, most of the kids I've cut have realized why I've cut them. Most of them. Mm. Um, or the hard discussions I've had to have of why you're not playing mm-hmm. later. It sometimes it takes five years for some of them. Sometimes it takes fifteen. There's still a handful that have still mm-hmm. will never get it. I'm just the worst coach ever. But most of them eventually realize that you know this is the way it is. Blah blah blah. You know I needed to learn that lesson. Um, you know, and they move on. That's that's. I, I threw a kid out of a freshman practice my first year as coaching freshman. And there were a couple of kids that came from another town, which is about four or five miles away. And it's the dead of winter in New Jersey, like Wisconsin. It's very cold. And I threw this kid, Tristan, out of practice. I don't remember why, but I did. And he had to walk home to the other town because his parents weren't around to come pick him up. And their senior year, the one kid who I have a great relationship with to this day, he wrote me a letter. Uh, and, and one of the things that he said, he said, when you threw Tristan out of that practice freshman year, I didn't understand why, but now I understand. Right. You yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> My dad made me do that from the little league field when I was a kid. I remember that. Was he press Maravich? It's like, <laughs> go home. Um, all right. So I'm going to do rapid fire with you right now. Usually I, I'm going to ask you a question, and usually these are ver- relatively short responses, but some okay. of them. All right. What's your favorite brand of basketball, the actual ball you play with? Can we curse on this podcast? You, you, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to No, I'm going to say no. So I don't have to do the bad ratings on iTunes. <laughs> I don't give a rip. Okay. If you can shoot, it goes in the hoop, no matter what basketball it is. It okay. ain't the basketball. You don't have a favorite error. one. You don't have nope, a feel one. Care. You weren't nope. a shooter. I'm going to go on nope. record. Coach was not a nope. shooter. Nope. She- <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> Shooters have a feel. Okay. So, so here's my, you third know what I did? I dove on the floor for loose balls and I got rebounds. <laughs> so here's what I tell all the high school coaches out there. You use the ball that they're using in the most important game of the year, which is the state championship game. Right. Whatever ball that is, use that one all year. If it doesn't matter, use that ball. Cause hopefully you're playing in the state championship and they're using a Spalding or Bodden or whatever. They wouldn't, have, they wouldn't have let us buy tickets to the state championship game this year. <laughs> oh, well, one, word, one word to describe your ideal player. Tough. Okay. One sporting event in the entire world, what would you go to and why? The British Open 150th anniversary at St. Andrews in two years. Are because you going? It's British, because it's the British Open and it's at St. Andrews. 
I've walked St. Andrews with my wife. Oh, I know. Unbelievable. I've walked across the bridge, the little bridge. Smoking, smoking bridge. I've walked across it. Yeah, Sundays, Sundays it's open to people. Yeah. It's like a pic- people. A buddy pic- of mine's been there, yeah. And- people picnic. My handicap's not good enough to golf there, so. No, I would, I would just picnic. That's yeah, fine. It's awesome. It picnic is like, in St. Andrews is terrific. It's one of those places. And I'm, I, I used to golf a lot more before I took coaching up, but I used to go. Um, it's one of those places you can just feel it. Like, you know what I mean? You can like, I've been to Augusta. Have you been to Augusta? I have not Masters. been to Augusta. I've been to the masters four times. And it, right. You, you like you literally, when you walk into Augusta's property, you talk quieter, you genuflect. Like, it's just right. like, <laughs> how is that to watch it? It's unbelievable. And where'd you stay in Atlanta? No, I stay. I, no, I, I'm sorry. When I, when I went there, I lived in Columbia, South Carolina, only an hour away. So oh, so, oh, that's yeah. easy then. Yeah. Because yeah. there's no place to stay there from what I hear. No, well, I have an uncle that lives there. That's how I got the tickets. And then one time my dad flew down. One time my brother flew down. Okay. We went and it's, but yes, much like St. Andrews. Yeah, it's, uh, it is. Um, favorite pregame meal? Doritos? Uh, <laughs> peanut, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I eat every day for lunch. Oh, I wish I could. My son's allergic to peanuts. I, I miss, uh, I miss peanuts. It's the easiest butter. thing to make at six in the morning before I, you go to school. I, know. Right? I, miss, just... I miss peanut butter. Um, one skill not being taught in today's game. Uh, the rules of the game. And what do you mean by that? Kids don't know the rules because kids only watch highlights. It's <laughs> true. That is true. <laughs> Any sport. Any kids sport. don't know the rules of the game. They watch highlights of – my son's 18. He's going to a little Ivy school. He's a really bright kid. I go downstairs. He's watching another – he's watching a YouTube channel of a kid playing a video game. I go, first of all, why don't you at least play the game? But you're watching someone play the game and then talk about it. It's like, ah, just – I don't know. I'm, I sound like, get off my porch. Get off my porch. Like, Get off my lawn. Old man yells at cloud. Yes. It's like, Jesus. I'm not even that. I'm only 42 and my friends already say that to me. <laughs> um, one thing you do to relax. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, One thing I do to to relax is uh, stand-up comedy. Does that relax you? It absolutely does. I get, I don't get nervous. I don't, I love just being on stage and telling jokes. And if people laugh, they laugh. If they don't, they don't. Mostly your, I want them to how, feel how do you feel about your set right now? I'm working on new stuff. I, cause I don't do it during basketball season. It's okay. kind of like a hiatus. It's like a three month hiatus, which is nice. Kind of breaks it up. So I just kind of write throughout the winter. And then when I emerge again in March to the comedy scene, it's all new material. So I I'm tell people it's a little bit of a math problem because once a joke, once you get a joke to work, it's always going to work. Yeah. <laughs> my, my biggest thing is I like to, I always say this, I like to make my audience feel uncomfortable a little bit. I like 25% of the audience to not get the joke because then the other 75% laugh at the joke and laugh at the 25% of the people not getting it. <laughs> 
Okay, that'd be interesting. So I have like a lot of obscure references and a lot of them are thinkers. Not, not you know, not like deep, deep thinkers, but like, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you one of my best closing jokes that I use. Do you, and again, if you don't get the reference, I'm going to ask you before the joke, do you know who Kate Spade is? Yeah, Kate Spade is, um, my wife has a Kate Spade purse. Right, do you know what happened to Kate Spade? She committed suicide, I believe. Right, she hung herself. Yes, okay. So I do one-liners is my big thing that I've really gotten okay. into. And so I, again, she, if she was from New York, so around here, this joke really works really well. I say, uh, I was reading on the internet the other day that the Kate Spade line is coming out with a new line of handbags. They hang themselves. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I get groans and I'll walk on, I'll hear the groans and go, yep, thank you. I'm out of here. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> not the most pc one but yes i yeah see but that but you're 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 right you're that's pretty narrow that like i i i probably put myself in the 75 percent of who knows who she is and then right. how she died it's probably 10 percent of the population actually knows how she died right and you say i had a producer tell me this uh last august with i had jokes and other jokes like that you said it's not the most pc joke but he said what you do he goes you take the audience to the edge and then they're saying the punchline in their head. He goes, so you're actually putting it on the audience. I didn't say anything about. Right. Right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's good. And, and do you, how long is your set? Like 10, 15 minutes? Oh, I mean, I, if I really had to, I could do 25 to 30 minutes. You now, could. Of really good stuff. And then you just keep doing the same stuff? Well, like last summer I did. And then, you know, it's like kind of seasonal. And then you, and then you, th then you throw out some and put new ones in. Yeah. I have about five new minutes right now that I'm working on. Okay. Cause I tell, I tell my math students, it's like a math thing. Like, yeah, if you get 15 minutes, it, you can ride that 15 minutes forever. And then you just throw in new ones. And if they bomb three but times, also you just math wise, it's, it's also sequencing, which is, you know, obviously mathematics, right? How you yeah. sequence the jokes. It's the flow. It's the, mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. There's definitely a flow to it. And, it's, and especially with the one-liners, it's really, it's really a puzzle piece. You know, it's really a puzzle that you have to It's Carrot piece. Top, man. I'm telling you. I've, <laughs> it's like, have you ever seen him in person? I know, I know he's not, like, in the comic world, but it is literally machine gun. He keeps pulling props out. And, yeah. And, and the thing is, the thing about him is why he's underappreciated is they're all, like, if he was doing it right now, it'd all be about COVID-19. Like, right. he's, he's, he's not pulling – he's got some ones that I've always seen when he does it, but he's always pulling out jokes. And it's like, oh, that one didn't work. You know, it's like yeah. – <laughs> he is pretty funny in person. Um, I, was more, I was more, like, observational Seinfeld-ish, mm -hmm. um, more like what it was like to be a teacher because teacher being a teacher ain't in a high school. I don't have a lot of teacher stuff. People always ask me that. I don't, like – it, it, it's, but you're not in high school. I was. I have been in high school. High schools are funny, man. I'm telling you. It is like I, I, I walk into one of my classes. I go, I could do 10 minutes on this class. <laughs> now, I'd have to change the names to protect the innocent. You, gotta protect the innocent. you guys are like, like, seriously, like John over here. I could make fun of you for five minutes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> There's five minutes worth of material. Like, look how you dress. You're dressed like my grandma. You know, what the hell? <laughs> It's like, I mean, that's what they don't get. It's like, that's what, it was very observational. High school is yeah. fun. If you listen, that's the key is to listen. Yes. They like, oh my God, it is mean girls 
10 times 20. It's like the girls will eat each other. Swear to God. <laughs> I mean, they are crazy at that, yeah. at that age. I was um, in an all girls high school for two and a half years. So how much do you drink at night? A lot. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you know, Bobby Knight says the best coaching jobs at an orphanage. So, um, <laughs> It's true. It's true. It's true. Don't have the parents. Um, one coaching technique you consider important. The relationships you have with your kids. I'm telling you, it's an underlying people don't, it's not about X's and O's people. It isn't. There's talk about. I always say this. You. you can yell at any kid on your team. If he knows you care about it. Yep. If he knows, if you, he knows back, you truly care about yep. it. And that's, I'm telling you, I was, I've been talking to coaches for the last two weeks. That is the biggest part I'm missing right now is I'm not sure I'm going to have that connection next year. Cause I'm not spending that time with them right now when it's out of yeah. season. Like, I, and I think my core is good. Cause they, they, we spent so much time together, but it's like, they got to know you got their back. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then when you're coming, it's like parenting. It's no different than parenting. It's like, for me, this was such an important off season. It's yeah. going to be my first full off season with this group. And it's just, it's yeah, I mean, I, I can't, Nothing I can do about it, but I know it's um, uh, best basketball player you've seen in person. Uh, I've seen them all. Fortunately, I've seen LeBron James play. I've, I saw Steph Curry play when he was at Davidson. I saw LeBron James in the Cavs. I saw Kobe Bryant. I've seen Michael Jordan. I've seen Larry Bird. I've seen Magic Johnson. And I, and I never saw Kareem or Bill Russell, so, probably. So. Or Bill Russell, but my favorite basketball player of all time, or I think it's the best basketball player of all time, is Urban Magic Johnson. So I'll yep. say Magic. And I and and here's well, I'm I'm biased because Wesley's on the Bucks right now, but I think there's 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 pieces of Giannis that remind me of Magic. Yeah, not there yet. He's not there yet. He's only 23 or 24, but his work ethic, his skill, the way he sees the court, how he wants to win. There's some. I mean, he could be in that category at some. Yeah, point. Magic yeah. was special. Yeah. I mean, Wisconsin's basically going to give it with Giannis the state so he can have Wisconsin <laughs> if you stay. Here you go. Yeah. Take, take the state capital. You just stay. Um, favorite. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that one. Uh, one thing that helped you become a better coach. Going to watch other coaches practice. And what do you get from that? You just get ideas. You, you see how they structure things. You, I mean, yeah, you can get some technical drills, but you just see how they operate their practice. Like you said, do they coach in the middle of the floor? What do their assistant coaches do? I'm lucky there's a Division three school here that's pretty good, Ramapo College. And uh, I've worked a lot of – I've worked at camps for the last 10 summers, and I've become really close with the coach. And I go up there three or four times a year to watch practice. You know, and again, like I said, you can take something technical from it, but it's more taking how each person operates practice. Yeah, and it's I tell people just take a piece, just take a piece. You're, you're you know, gonna, and, and yeah. To go back to my resume, and I think I wrote it on the doc I sent you. You know, I watched Tubby Smith practice every day for a year, Eddie Fogler practice every day for a year, Dave Odom practice every day for seven years, Darren Horn practice every day for a year. I think I wrote it on there. It's, that's almost fifteen hundred wins in college basketball. Right. So, you know, 
there's no better teaching tool than that. Right. And then, but, but you're, but you gotta be you, like you gotta right. be you, like they, you, you run in your practice. What we just went over for the last hour is you, that's your practice. That's mm-hmm. what you do. That's why I want to, that's why I'm partly, I'm doing this just so people can see there's, this is not PC either, but there's more than one way of skinning a cat. Like there's yes. more than one way of doing something. They can Absolutely. all work. Um, uh, best game you've seen in person. Oh, best game of any sport or basketball? Any, any sport. Any best game you've uh, seen. Well, a uh, little bit of personal reason. Uh, University of Virginia beating Florida State for their first ACC loss in football in 1995. My best friend was playing at UVA at the time. Okay. And Florida State had joined the ACC and run through the league for five years. But I was also at the uh, Kansas-Memphis National Championship game. Ooh. Yeah, I, I put my Virginia game last year, at least the semis probably. I mean, that NCAA, we went to that, and I took my son to that. But Oh, it, wow. That was a great t- – Tony's just – Virginia's just, yeah. Anyway. I, every day I want to coach more like Tony Bennett. I, know, I love, and I don't him. think I can coach one seven thousand men like Tony Bennett. He just thinks, yeah, he's like his father. He's just it's genetic. Um, what's your favorite quote? I think I have it here, but yeah, a life is not important except in the light in the except in the impact it has on ever on others' lives. Jackie Robinson, who hangs in my living room right over here, with that quote. I love that. Um, one word to describe your coaching style. Quiet. I'm going to say quiet. Quiet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Pause. You can't, dead silence on podcasts are bad. I had to fill it. Yeah, sorry. no, Quiet. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We were just talking about that today, it's, my brother and I. It's like, you can't have that silence or I'm going to have to edit it out. It's, it's okay. Experimental. Oh. Ooh, I like that. And why do you say experimental? Because I'm always willing to try new things. I think that's important. I mean, that's important in life, too. Um, Best basketball coach of all time. Best basketball coach of all time. It's hard not to say Mike Shashevsky. Yep. I, I, <laughs> I would put him in that category. He's, I mean, he's in the discussion. There's no he, way he's not in the discussion. He's in the discussion. I think it's one of those things you can, you could have a, a podcast about just that. I think um, one, one book you'd recommend. My Losing Season by Pat Conroy. I have that on my bookshelf behind me. Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's one of the best books ever written. It's definitely the best book written for sports and for coaches and for athletes. I would love to get to a point – again, there's some wackadoos. I'd love to get to a point where my team practices in the morning before school. That's what I would love to get to a point where I, where I have enough cachet to do that. I would also love to get to a point where throughout the season we could read a book together as a team. And why would you want to do practice before? Uh, I think the initial first week would be tough, but I think you would have kids' attention much better in the morning before school. I think they would perform better in school because they'd be up, they'd be awake, they would have just exercised for two hours. Um, You don't think they'll be tired? No, I think they would just adjust to it and – you know, once you have a kid as a freshman, he would know sophomore year, he's got to start going to bed earlier. And you tell them, listen, you come in, we practice for two hours hard in the morning, you go to school and at three o'clock, you go home. Right. You don't worry about anything else. I love that. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to think about that. 
I mean, we've done it. I just haven't done it consistently because it seems right. like they're dragging sometimes. And it's like, oh, by seventh hour, I'm trying to like get them moving. <laughs> um, what's one thing you tell a young coach or your, or your young self either way? Oh, just be flexible. Yeah. Be, you know, be adaptable. Adapt okay. Is there, is there one specific thing that helped you become a better coach? Is there one specific thing? I think, you know, I think, I, I think one skill that helps us become better at anything we do, I think uh, not just the specific things that you and I have, we're both teachers, we're both coaches. Uh, you're a parent. I'm not a parent, but listening. I think listening is a skill that can improve everything in your life. I do too. All right. So one parting word for the, for the podcast listeners, coach, other than the two of us are long-winded. Uh, as Jesse Ventura famously said, win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> Go find the 6'11 kid that lives in, uh, in, in New York City or something. I don't know. There's yeah. probably some good playgrounds. And if you're five minutes from New York, there's got to be some players. Yeah, there are. They don't go to my school. Uh, <laughs> no, be, you know what? With, with all this stuff out there, I'm not just saying it because I'm on this, but with all these, you know, podcasts and videos and again, don't be afraid to go listen to these things, go watch videos, go, you know, see how a coach does this, see how a coach does that. You know, like you said, there's more than one. None of us have this mastered. No, nobody has it mastered. What I tell people too, is like, I've almost been overwhelmed with all the free clinics and all the free stuff that I've been watching. It's overwhelming to me. And I've been yeah. coaching for 30 years. So what you have to do is yeah. So what I've gone down to is like, I'm not going to watch more than one thing a day. I'm going to pick something I think I need to focus on because otherwise I'm like, I'm grabbing all this stuff and it's like, it's all this noise. It's like, I got to get through all the noise and just kind of like work on that, work on this, work on that, read a book. You right. know, don't, don't think you know everything. Yeah. You'll never that's know. Big with young, that's big with young coaches. They well, I think, I think I, I, I obviously knew more in my twenties than I do in my fifties. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really up here that I, I definitely thought I did. I don't know anything now, mm -hmm. it feels like. But all right. Thank you, coach. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe, like, jump up and down, review, do whatever you got to do. Um, also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.